Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. I got a radio show. Just trying to give God some back. Just some back of what he didn't gave me. Just a portion, you know, just. I'm just trying, man, to, to, to show some type of gratitude for all his blessings. I'm just trying to, man, just. Just get it right sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, man, you just can't do what you want to do and just live wrong all the time, man. You got to, at one point in time, Steve, come on, man. Come on, man. You could do better. I know you can. You know, and, and, and you know what I had to do? I had to stop saying, I'm going to try to do better. And I just had to say, hey, man, I'm going to do better. You know, uh, trying is just to put forth an effort, and then if it don't work, well, Okay. But if you make up in your mind that I'm going to do something, then trying isn't enough. It's getting it done is the only thing that matters. See, it's the difference between doing and trying. We're going to try to win the game or we're going to go out here to win the game. Now, trying to win the game means that you could lose. But when you got in your mind made up, most athletes will tell you that they go out there with the full intent and purpose of winning and winning only. See, they don't put the second-place finisher on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Second place don't get you there. You you got to win. And now take it out of the scope of athletics, but keep it in that type of, type of analogy. In life, man, you just want to, you want to win in life, don't you? I mean, at the end of the day, don't you want to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated of life? Don't you want to be recognized for your hard work? Don't you want? You know, to be recognized in the bonus structure down at your job? Don't you 
want to have your plaque up on the wall down at your job? I mean, most people do. Some people could care less. Some people don't care about looking good or being their best. And that's cool, but I ain't talking to them, though. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to those of you who, who, who want to be the best you can be. You know, people, people kill me when they get mad at, at, at people. And he brown nose and he all up on the employee of the month. Man, the dude doing his job to the best of his ability and he getting recognized for it. What's that got to do with all that you talking about? Because you ain't up there. It's amazing, man, how people describe other people's success. He's so lucky. Lucky? Hey, man, don't they kind of get you a little bit when people call you lucky? When Let me tell you what luck really is, y'all. Luck is when hard work bumps up into opportunity. Some people call that luck. But hold on. Let's, let's think about this. If you wasn't working hard and opportunity presented itself, what would you call that? But see, when you've been working hard and opportunity presents itself and it bumps up into each other, now people want to call that luck. But hold up. Here go the part, though, that they ain't paying no attention to. Yeah, that opportunity came by. But if you had not been working hard and the hard work had not ran up into opportunity, what would you have? No, sir. It's not luck. It's work. It is work. Because there's a scripture that says faith without works is dead. But my mama was a Sunday school teacher. She taught me enough, though. Now, I know the difference between right and wrong just like you do. You ain't got to, you know, it, it kills me when people write a strawberry letter. Am I wrong for this? You know, good and well, look at, let's read your letter. Are you wrong for this? You know, you're wrong, but you don't need us to be telling, you know, but I'm going to do this anyway. Well, see, go ahead, though. Do what you want to do. But you know what, y'all? Here's the best advice I can give you. And this is what I really uh, came to talk about this morning, but I got sidetracked because I listened. Get out of your own way. So many of us are blocking our own blessings. We're just in our own way. We are in our own way. And one of the most dangerous ways you can get in your way is to do it your way, to get it figured your way, and to lock in on your way, and this the way it's got to go. Do you know how many people are blocking their blessings? Do you know how long I blocked mine with that mindset right there? Look, Cause this the way you do it. You think that make it the right way? You think jazz cause you done thought on it long and hard and that's what you really want. Do you really think that your way is the right way or could there be a better way? See, until I started listening to God and started paying attention to his way, man, I was spinning my wheels, man. I was out here so determined this is how I was going to do it. But you know, I had to learn how to get out of my own way. Because just because I could do it my way didn't mean it was the right way. I had to get out of my own way. Just get out your way, man. Now, what, what, what does that mean? That means, see, set your goals. That means have your dreams. That's, I'm, I'm saying set your goals, man. I ain't saying don't set goals. Listen to me. Set your goals. What is it you want to happen? What is it you'd like to have? What is it you'd like to be? What do you aspire to? Set your goals and set your dreams. Now, take your goals and your dreams to God and ask God to show you how. Man, you can save yourself a lot of pain. Listen to somebody who did it his way for so long. And when I finally got out of my way, out of my own way, when you've heard old people say, let go, and let God. You heard him say that. I didn't I didn't get it, but I got it now. Let go and let God. And it's an amazing little saying though. 
Now, you know, you may not get it now. It, it took me a bunch of years to get it too. But when I took my goals and my dreams and my vision to God, and I said, God, this is what I hope for. This is what I aspire to. This is what I want to be. This is where I would love to get to. Then I said, help me. Show me how. Point me in the right direction. Let me follow your footsteps. Guide me. Give me a, a spirit of discernment. Show me who wrong. Because I meet people every day, ain't up to no good with me. Every single day. Oh, man. Man, I can't believe I run up into you, man. The Lord told me something was going to happen to me today. Well, see, I talk to him every day. He did not mention you to me. He, he ain't said nothing to me. He didn't tell me what was going to happen in my Now, that don't mean it can't happen because I'm open to it. So really, man, I'm, I'm and, I, and, I, and, and please know I'm listening as well as I've ever listened before. But, but get yourself together, though. See, know your goals and your dreams, and then let God show you how to do it. He'll do it. You know, it's so important, everybody, that you get focused, that you aim for something, that you dream of something, that you aspire to something. But it's the most, the best thing you can do after you do all that. Man, get God involved in it, man. Talk to him. I mean, why would you not? What you got to lose? You ain't got to go down there and make no big scene and, and run laps around the church and run up there and throw yourself on the altar and scream and flip over and throw money in the air. You ain't got to do that. This you and God, man. This you and God. You know, you got to serve and praise him the way you do it. You got to let nobody else tell you how it's done. It's a personal relationship. People kill me if you don't do it this way, if you don't come here to this church and you don't run around in this circle and you don't get flipped in the hand, you don't, hey man, you better go have a relationship with God, see what that's about. You understand? Don't nobody throw you off with all that, all right? All right, y'all, talk to him. He'd love to hear from you today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. Now, I don't know if you, but that's an amazing gift that we've all been given. And I know you've been given it because you're listening to my voice. So congratulations on receiving this unmerited, undeserved, and just something you purely don't have the ability to give yourself. God has given us a new day. Man, let's do something with it. How about that, y'all? I plan on it. it. Yeah. Love it. I like it Great. like Come that. On. What's up, We Shirley didn't ask for it, and he gave it to us. We didn't even ask for it. He gave <laughs> us a right. good day. Come on. Good man. morning, Steve. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Here, Spates slash Junior. Unc, I'm in the building. Another day. Jay the Brown. You know when I got another day, it's a blessing. Thank you, man <laughs> upstairs. Come on. <laughs> Nephew Tommy. Today's a new day. <laughs> there is no sunshine. It's a new day, baby. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's all good, day. man. It is. What I have here. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey is entering his zaddy era. Uh oh. Oh. Smooth zaddy. Harvey inside Steve Harvey's fashion glow up as he transformed from drab TV dad. What? In oversized suits to style icon. Yeah, man. Steve, people are loving your post. Man, They're you doing it, man. Posts. They no. really are. <laughs> Them oversized suits was the deal. <laughs> well, you from that to this to this. So that's how that I mean that's yeah, that's growth. That's what that is. That's mm-hmm. growth. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's you know. I don't, you know, but I, can I be honest? It's, it's mm-hmm. nothing I set out to do. I, I really have to give credit to two mm-hmm. things: mm-hmm. Marjorie and Facebook Watch. Right. Because 
Marjorie said, Steve, you don't do your daytime talk show anymore. You should go on and dress how you dress when we go out. And then I got this stylist. His name is Ellie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's absolutely smart. He actually shows me a lot of things. Because, first of all, I I don't go to many stores. Mm -hmm. In Paris, I was going to stores. Right. Because you can walk around and all like that. But then... But then Facebook Watch said, we don't care if you dress like, we don't care that you dress like you dressed on your syndicated talk show. Mm -hmm. We would prefer you do your own thing. And then what happened was when uh, Ellie uh, helped me uh, get dressed for NFL honors, Mm -hmm. Celebrity Family Feud saw that and said, Man, we should let him dress like that because I had to wear the same suit on Celebrity Family Feud right. because of the way they cut it. You never know what celebrity you're going to oh, see yeah. next. Uh-huh. So I wore the same suit. And then they came to me and said, could you do something different? I said, can I do something different? <laughs> <laughs> what? Watch you this. did it. You stepped it up. Because you, you know, cannot... Cannot go back to the 45 buttons, long jackets, wide pants. You cannot (laughs) go back to that. No, you can't. That hurt me, Jay. (laughs) Jay, that hurt me. Jay was in two Yeah. We got to make a transition. Jay was in Jay made him. (laughs) Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, it is time now for Ask the CLO. Excuse me. It's it's Ask Zaddy. Oh, oh, we didn't change. Oh, we didn't change. That's oh, it. Change. It oh you like that? What? I don't even. Know I'm not calling is, him Zaddy. Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy. Yeah. I don't, I don't I suggest I, you do. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to Shirley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Junior, Tommy, Jay. Anybody no. asked y'all call me? Okay. I said Shirley. You know that's what they were calling Ron Isley after the the versus battle. You know. That's why I feel good he was about. So fly. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, it is time now for Ask Zaddy, Zaddy. the CLO, (laughs) Chief Love Officer, Zaddy Harvey in the building. All right, Zaddy, here we go. Even Canada says, two months ago, I met the most handsome man on a blind date. We connected on so many levels and we've been seeing each other for two weeks. The only problem I have is that he has hairy arms and a hairy chest. He's got thick sideburns, but no beard, so he looks older. The hair creeps me out, so I want to ask him if he has a regular grooming regimen. Is that appropriate? Well, yeah, he has a regular grooming regimen. It just don't include cutting his sideburns, and most men don't cut their arms. Sorry. Most men don't. The only men I know that shave their arms are bodybuilders. I don't know men who shave their arms. And so, mm. you know, if that's grossing you out, you know, it was the best looking man you ever saw two weeks ago. Now you want something <laughs> wrong with him. So you ain't got to ask him, does he have a regular grooming regimen? Because he does. It just don't include cutting his sideburns and his damn arms. Are sideburns in? I don't know. Depending on who got them on, I don't just sideburn, no beard. And on my auntie, they're in, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 
Ooh, so it's not appropriate. Don't bring it up. Thing. We don't talk about it. I mean, I don't. It's it. not. That's the wrong question to ask the man. Does he yeah. have a regular grooming routine? Because you're sitting there looking at him like something wrong with him. Yeah. It's not it's that he fault. don't have one. He's probably very clean. You don't mm. like sideburns and hairy arms. That's the man you thought was the most wonderful man to go. And he got hair on his chest. Yeah. So, he doesn't you like know, all of that. Hair creeps are out. Okay, well, you know, get you somebody else. Who waxes. Get you a man <laughs> that waxes. Time, wax. Everything gone. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> all right, moving on. Jory in Michigan says... I've been celibate for six years and I have a new man that I'm dating and he's been pressuring me for sex a lot. Let me say that I'm 57 and he's 69 and sex is not a priority to me right now. I noticed he had a prescription for a medication to help him in the bedroom and I confronted him. He told me that the pills are not for me. I was very upset and he said he was just joking. Does this mean he's sneaking around with someone behind my back? What are mm. you, you ain't having sex with the man for six years. Why is you worried? And he got a prescription. What did he get the prescription for? They ain't for you. What is you in the man's medicine cabinet for? <laughs> get out the man's business. She noticed it. That's all she said. She didn't say no, she didn't Okay, know you noticed it. Now he told you they ain't for you. They're not. <laughs> you won't let him use them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gonna use them. We gonna use them. <laughs> they too damn high to waste, okay? Okay. So I heard. Yeah. Oh. So you, you cut it with a razor blade. a priority for you. That's, you know. Yeah, she's 57. I don't know what to tell you, lady. Right. Does that mean he's sneaking around? He ain't sneaking. He going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you heard he it from the pressure you and the pressure ain't work. Nope. Now I got these pills in here and spent this money. Something. There's an expiration date on this bottle. <laughs> pills are $45. What you think he doing? You can get you can get four out of that one, though. You can get four out of that one. If you, you cut, cut them. It. If you cut it right now. I, this is what I heard. If you cut it right, you can get four out that one. You can get yeah, more out of that time if you lick them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Charlie in Toledo says, My wife's sister got on my la- gets on my last nerves, and I'd love to kick her out of the house, but I can't out of our house. She criticizes every little thing I do, and she makes fun of how I talk. I'm from the South, and I have a Southern drawl, and she called me a country bumpkin the other day. I called her a female dog. I did not say the B word, but my wife got all bent out of shape and said if I said that to her sister... I might be. I might start disrespecting her too. It's not like that, Steve. Or it's not like that, Steve. How do I get my wife to see that her sister is a troublemaker? Is she living in the house? Yeah, you? they're all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I said he'd I'm... love to kick her out of our house. Do it. <laughs> see, I don't understand. Um, Do it. You're not. You're not be sitting up in no house. I'm paying, making payments on. And talking to me any any kind of way except how I want it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what to tell you. How disrespectful. Yeah, I mean that, I'm I'm not allowing that. Mm-hmm. And then for your wife to allow it, she out of line. She took if, her if, sister. Is, is that his wife? Yeah, she took. Yeah, his wife's sister. His sister-in-law is causing all the commotion and problems. 
trouble. <sighs> you can't come in my house and start fires. You can't. You do got it. to go. You got to go. Mm-hmm. So, period. I, I don't. I'm not. This is our house, but this is exactly right. Our house. And you ain't got to have nothing in the house you don't want, and I ain't got to have nothing in the house yeah. I don't want. But and his I'm wife is taking her sister's side, Stephen. That's he cool. wants to know. Well, how go does stay he with your sister then. To, to see that his sister's yeah. a trouble. You and your sister go stay together. Hmm. That your blankets. sister can't do what you I do. You and your sister can get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They gonna need I some bet blankets. your sister can't do what I do. I bet you that. <laughs> yeah, this is wrong. <laughs> wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. All right, thank you, CLO, a.k.a. Zaddy. Uh, Coming up is Run That Prank Back. Thank you, CLO. We'll get to it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with national news and entertainment news. NBA player Kyrie Irving has a message for anyone that has something to say about him not getting his vaccination. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk about that, but right now... It is time to run that prank back. What you got, Neff? I got Chub Rock. That's what I got. Chub Rock. Yeah. One of the greatest of all times. Chub Rock. Let's go, Cat Dog. See, what ain't finna happen is somebody finna use my instrumental. Hello? And then act like they gonna just use my... Hello? Hello? May I speak to Chub? Uh, this is E. Hey, I need to talk to you, man. This D Lo from uh Flow Jam Productions out of Jacksonville, Florida. Who? My name D Lo from Flow Jam Productions out of Jacksonville, Florida. Can you hear me? Yeah, brother, brother, do me a favor. Bring your blood pressure down a couple of notches, B. Hey, hey, hey hold up, bro, because me and you already got a problem. Now, my understanding is somebody using my instrumental on some kind of record you got called "If You Was Mine." And all that, all them, all that music is my music, and I got a problem with all of that. Brother, calm your blood pressure down. You my, feel what I'm saying to you? My, my blood pressure, calm down. All I'm saying to you is, ain't nobody finna release no CD, no album using my music, dog. It ain't finna happen. I understand who you is and all the stuff you done done in the past, but you ain't finna use my stuff, dog. Brother, let me tell you something. Anything I ever got in my life in 20 years of recording, I don't know how you got my number. Who you are, you know, who you're supposed to be representing, but anything I do is always straight up. We do our music ourselves, or if a producer I'm using, he does his thing, I pay him, or do whatever I got to do. You're calling me. I don't even know who you are, but you need to calm down your blood pressure if you want to continue this conversation where we can get to some kind of figuring out of who you are and what you're talking about. If you want to yell at me and try to do that, I don't I don't go for yelling and intimidation. I ain't one of these young dudes out there. So if you don't bring your blood pressure down, then I'm gonna have a problem. My blood pressure will go up and then we'll have a real, real problem. Do you feel what I'm saying to you? I understand everything that you're saying to me. All I'm saying is I know I I know my music when I hear and I think your boy Cal then took my music from me. Now, if you, the, 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 the stuff you got on If You Was Mine, all that's mine. Ain't nobody tripping with y'all on what you do. I'm just trying to tell you, 
All that stuff is mine. What are you talking about? Those are my lyrics on there, Playboy. You don't write no lyrics for me. What are you, crazy? No, I don't write. like one of them Keebler Elf cats. You don't, nobody touch my lyrics, B. You saying all that stuff is yours? I'm not, I ain't talking about the mu- the lyrics. I'm talking about the music itself. That's what I'm talking about. The lyrics, I don't know nothing about. That might be you. But I'm just trying to let you know about the music. That belonged to me. Hold up, convert that mic that you got there. Might be me. Convert the mic. I ain't no mic. The music is mine. Let's get that out there now. The music on this song you got, If You Was Mine, that's my music. Brother, you ain't Bobby Womack. How can it be your music? The interpolation of the music was from Bobby Womack. Hey, brother, now I don't know if you the one that stole my music. I don't know if it was your boy, Cal, who called himself DJ Rexshaw, whoever he called himself. All I'm trying to let you know is this music belonged to me. All right, so what do you want? Do you want to meet me on the street somewhere and then you can handle it the way you want to handle it with me? You want to handle it that way? You ain't saying nothing to me, man. You ain't saying... You ain't saying me, brother. You sound like one of them Keebler elves. You don't fear me. Did did you just say something about my rectum? Hold up, B. You don't talk... You you don't talk about my... We we will meet if you keep talking about my... You don't bring my... Up on nothing. You know nothing, B. You ain't nothing. If you want to talk as men, then we sit down and we talk as men. Because I don't know what you're talking about. But if you're coming up there throwing my name in the middle of thievery, then I got a problem with that, B. And I'll handle it with you. I'm not no youngin'. I don't make records. I ain't going to dish you on the record. I'm going to come see you so we can sit down eye to eye and we get down to what it is. I mean, all I'm saying is I got a problem with it. And the, and the bigger problem I got at this point now is for you to tell me, do I want to meet you on the street somewhere? And you know what? I ain't got no problem with that. You so know where, what? Do you want me to find, where do you want me to see you now? You know what your problem is, man? Your problem is is that you ain't get as successful as Heavy D. You didn't do what Biggie, what Biggie Smalls did. That's your problem, man. That's no, your... I have no problem with that. Those are incredible artists who have done all kinds of beautiful things in music. I have done my thing in music. All of those things that you're trying to get me to go past the line of sensibility, that goes to youngins. And now, like I said before, forget about that. What I said earlier stands, brother. When you want to see me, I don't so care where you want to meet at. How about that? I got a better idea for you. I'm doing a club date in Jacksonville, Florida, brother. That's you, too, you can that's, come my guest and come see me personally. The, and make sure you come with this vigor, though. Come with this vigor. You're going to quit using these big words. What is no, you no, saying? No, brother, brother, this ain't no big word. You're going to use, but you're going to come there with this attitude. You ain't going to see no bodyguard there. You feel me? All I'm saying to you is the music belongs to me. That's what I'm saying to you, man. That's all I'm saying to you. And who your boy evidently done swipe my music, laid it under you, and you done put some tracks on top of it. It ain't right, dog. Brother, it, let me tell you something. The guy is a guy of incredible integrity. You keep saying integrity. It's, it's, the tr- integrity. it's the truth, brother. It's the truth. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I mean... It's clear that you're upset, and I'm sorry that you're upset. Look, can, but bring all of that. Forget all of that. Forget everything we talking about right now. <laughs> I want you to know this. Can I tell you something else? You yelling again? Can I say something else to you? Can you say it calmly? I can. You can? Yes. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by Monica. You just got pranked by your boy named Chai. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Yo, you, this is a, you're serious. You can't be serious. I'm dead serious, baby. Wow, man. Wow, man. That's crazy, man. Shot, yo, all right, cool. So I, and now I got to get everybody back. <laughs>
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So kindly, so kindly. Yes, yes. When you do what you do, don't nobody else do it when you do it. Damn. Say it again. When you do what you do, don't nobody else do it. Damn. Damn. Damn, that's what I'm talking about. What does that mean, Team Tom? I did it when I did it when I do it and I don't do it. It just simply means he's as stupid as you can get. Because that's what I got. That was my takeaway. Don't don't listen to them. Do not do not let that get into your head. Don't. You know, I can't. He won't let nobody. He won't let nobody be happy and stupid, though. He just won't let you do it. And it's possible to be both at the same time. Happy and stupid. Yes. And he'll take that from you. But he's zaddy now. Man, come on. (laughs) All right. Coming up, thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Kyrie Irving has received a lot of backlash for his decision to not get vaccinated. Many people have debated Kyrie's position, including sports analysts and TV hosts on this radio show. We've talked about it. So on Wednesday night, Kyrie had had enough and he got on IG Live to explain his decision to remain unvaccinated. And he challenged anyone that has something to say to him, say it to his face. Take a listen. Uh, Before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me, and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. People are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. And I don't want to sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do if you felt uncomfortable going into the season when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine? You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of... Uh, <laughs> You know what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm I'm just a person uh, who who's being utilized a, as an example. Mm. Mm. Correction was a hooper. He was mm-hmm. a hooper. Here's a problem, young brother. The statement that you said, I was promised at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You ain't the first person <laughs> that got a promise made to you and broke it. So sorry people are losing their jobs over these mandates. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. This ain't the NBA's fault, dog. New York has put out a mandate that everyone must get vaccinated. You live in New York and play ball in New York. This ain't from the NBA. This is from New York. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Do you understand what the, why they have a mandate? Because so many people are dying. That's the research. That's the scientific research that coronavirus kills. Mm. Anybody else? I'm, I'm just, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm I with mean, you. you know how many shots I'd take for that amount of money? 
in, in my ass repeatedly. I take it every day, Jay. Every day I take it. Every day. Yes. Bent over every day. Bent. Ass out. I mean, I'm just saying, I get what he's saying, but nobody who's making, well, I won't say nobody. A lot of people who are making that much money are not walking away from the job. People are making way less than he's making are taking the shot. So if you don't want to take the shot, cool. But the rules but change. You know what, and the rules change because I, more people start dying. That's why not, they change the rules. I'm not clear on his reasoning. I, I'm well, just not clear on that. Or anyone. I don't think or you have to. For, he didn't say that, what his reasoning was. Reason. Uh, I did say it. Heard people die from COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've not heard anybody die from the vaccine. That's now, what he now, Nicki Minaj <laughs> said uh, her cousin got the vaccine and it swole him up. Cousin the friend. But that was it. <laughs> All right, we got to go. So, they flew angry. her ass into the White House. If somebody told him the vaccine to help his jumper, he'd take it. He'd take it in a hurry. All right, it's time to move on. Uh, let's check in with Miss Ann, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Ooh, okay. It's 7.04 in the morning. I heard that one. This is Ann Tripp with the news, and good morning. Former President Donald Trump has been ordered to give testimony on Monday in answer to a suit filed against him by a human rights group that claims that his security guards beat him up, assaulted them during a protest outside of Trump Towers in Manhattan back in 2015. They were protesting Trump's calling Mexican immigrants rapists and drug smugglers and making disparaging remarks about the Black Lives Matter movement. New York State Court Justice has ordered Trump to submit a video deposition at the 10 a.m. October 18th. That would be Monday, but his lawyer has so far refused to answer the order. And a lot of uh, people feel that he's probably not going to answer anything. So I guess we'll see. Health officials now say that one brand of COVID vaccine can be mixed and matched with another. And Jeffrey Zients, who's head of the White House COVID response team, says that's good forever. We have the vaccine supply and we will be ready to hit the ground running as soon as any additional boosters are authorized. That means he's ready, ready, ready. In Kansas City, they're ready. It's Kansas City, Kansas I'm talking about, where federal prosecutors have launched a criminal grand jury probe into the deeds of a retired detective named Roger Golovsky. CNN says Golovsky is accused of being a real filthy cop who used his badge to exploit vulnerable black women and frame black men for crimes they didn't commit, and he knew they didn't commit it. Uh, while also being on the payroll of a local drug kingpin. Jay-Z's social justice-oriented group Team Rock found about all this and took out a full-page ad in the Washington Post last week calling the corruption in Kansas City's police department, quote, one of the worst examples of abuse in U.S. history. Former President Bill Clinton, he's uh, in the hospital this morning. He's UC Irvine Hospital in California. Doctors say he has an infection. It's called sepsis. He's reportedly being treated with antibiotics and responding. Mr. Clinton is 75 years old. It's not COVID. It's not COVID, y'all. And finally, remember this. Live and in color from New York City, Soul. I'm Ellis Hayslip, producer of Soul. And we are happy to have you with us this evening. Uh, we were happy. That's right. We were very happy to have him as well. Ellis Hazlip Soul broadcasting about 11 national markets from New York to Philly to Detroit from 1968 to 1973. His niece, Melissa Hazlip, says it was like the first Black Tonight show. The primary purpose of Soul, as Ellis would say, was not to educate or entertain folks, but to give people a chance to share in the Black experience. 
And, and Melissa Hazel said that she made a film about the show. You can see it this Sunday online. Just go to greenlightwomen.org. It's also going to be HBO Max as well. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Introduce your guy, your dude, your friend. He's Ladies here. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The Jay. Thank you so much. Anthony, which is the Brown. October 22nd, 23rd, I'll be at the Atlanta Comedy <laughs> Theater. Atlanta Comedy Theater. Uh, you know, I'm always trying to do a money-making venture. I got a brand new one. If you want to get in, let me know. Hmm. Here it is. It's okay. called Ratchet Memorial. How many times have you gone to a funeral and it just turned out to be the most ratchet thing in the world? We've all been to them. I've seen it. At Ratchet Memorial, you're not going to have that problem because you know it's going to be ratchet before you go. Daddy got a wife and a girlfriend. They both going to be there, damn it. That's what we do at Ratchet Memorial. (laughs) Grandma got a baby don't nobody talk about. He coming to the funeral front row. <laughs> now, most funeral homes have six pallbearers. We don't do that at Ratchet. We want to oh. save you some money. We put two wheels on the end of the casket, and we roll Uncle Chester in like a dolly. If his ass fall out, <laughs> he fall out. <laughs> he say like a dolly. If we That's roll him in. If he fall out, he fall out. Tilt him back. This is ratchet. We're falling out. That's ratchet. Now you go to a funeral and you never know when people gonna clown. Well, we make sure people gonna clown because we hire actors to clown, to straight up clown, (laughs) fall all out, run around the church, pee on themselves, have a fit, start a fight. That's what we do at Ratchet Memorial. Uh, How do you think of this stuff? And last but not least, at Ratchet Memorial. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you go to a funeral looking to see if your name's on the program. Don't worry about it. It ain't going to be there, okay? <laughs> Don't even look. Your name will be left off. That's how we start a fight. Remember, yeah. if you don't have a fight, then the funeral ain't right. Ratchet Memorial. How about that? That's your Ratchet. slogan. Ratchet. <laughs> they got Betty name in the program. It ain't put me in there. Ooh, that's how it go. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. Glad okay. Glad we break because I sure had one. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to save money. Uh-huh. Instead of spending all that money embalming your loved one, <laughs> we just open the casket and put a big ass fan over there and blow the scent the other way. What? Your ass crazy. Your ass crazy. Have you no heart? What are you, you saying? Ain't got no sense. <laughs> We have to go now. We have to go. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Ready to Love (laughs) right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we need a drum roll right here because tonight, there we go. Tonight, yes, tonight, season five of Ready to Love premieres on OWN. That's 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. Our very own nephew, Tommy, or excuse me, excuse me, Tommy Miles. 
Thomas Miles. Tommy Thomas Miles, Miles right. is on this show. Drop okay, the he's the host of this show, not the nephew. All right, so we got to find out about the new season. All right, so Tommy, congratulations again. This is wonderful. Season five, I mean, really, kicks off this time in D.C. with brand new contestants. They are ready to love. Tell us about the new season. This new season is different. This season is different because, you know, Everybody has been watching the show. I mean, this is the fifth season, so everybody thinks they know what's going to happen. You know, even the viewers think they know what's going to happen. Yeah. So people that come, the contestants that come on the show, they really think they know step by uh-huh. step. So now, what we've done, we you know got together and just start throwing curveballs every episode, and it's it's completely different from what they've seen the past four seasons. So they don't see it coming. And I mean, when I say curveballs, I'm talking about curveballs. I mean, just. I don't want to give it up, but when y'all watch it, it's going to be like, oh, my God, that came out of nowhere. So everybody that's, you know, sitting on the couch with your lady, I've, I've heard that even mm-hmm. the men are watching the show now. So oh, yeah. I got curveballs for you mm-hmm. every single episode. You're going to be like, oh, my God, they doing that to them? <laughs> Trust me, it gets it gets bananas. But but these people, you know, my, my contestants out of Washington, D.C., they are they are some, some, some boss ladies, some boss brothers, mm-hmm. intelligent to the T. Y'all mm-hmm. going to like them. Y'all gonna okay. like it. Y'all in for All a right. treat this season. Now you mentioned curveball. Is that the same thing as the wild card you have for this season? Because you talked about a wild card too. I got a wild card too. Okay. All right. Can uh, you tell us a little bit about the wild card without giving too much of it away? You know what? You had a wild card when you had a wild card when Chris showed back up, right? Oh, okay. Oh, remember, okay. remember from when it went from, from a yeah. past season? I, mm-hmm. I brought somebody back. It's wilder than that. It's wilder. Oh. Can I ask a question? Can I ask yeah. a question? Yeah. How long as a person are you talking to people to figure out you ain't ready for love? How long? It, does it, it, take it, you? It, it, I, I swear to you, Jay. The first episode, I know who ready and who not ready. You know who ready and who not ready. Immediately, That's why you I can, haven't been on the show, Jay. Well, I'm not ready. I'm damn sure not ready. (laughs) At all. You know what? I try not to watch it because I don't want it to make me ready for love. So I watch this little bit, then I go, I gotta go. So tell me, I can tell who's not ready. I can tell the players. I can tell the players immediately. I can look at the. You tell ladies and the men which one are not ready. You can tell right away. Immediately. Wow. And, And guess what? They'd be the first to go. Okay, yeah. all right. So now you do work closely with the contestants, Tommy. You do, right? So right. can you predict? Can you predict? Is it easy or hard? Does that make it easy or hard for you to predict the love connection? Because I'm always thinking these two are going to be together. They're going to make it. They're going to get married. I think every time I see somebody start out uh, up up front, mm-hmm. it dwindles. It changes midway through. I've never had somebody last all the way through. You know, it always changes. I, said, oh, I started feeling him a little better, and then, and then it just the hard right. You'd be like, "But y'all was so perfect at the yeah, beginning." Yeah, right. It, it, so, happened? so here's the thing. Here's the thing you should do this season. When you see the first, when you see the first twenty, uh-huh. try to match them up and see if you can pick three couples that are going to make it to the end. Okay. All right. All right. Pick pick out three men, three women, and say, "I'm gonna match these together and see if you're mm-hmm. gonna see if you make it to uh-huh. the end." And, and any difference between the D.C. contestants and the other contestants from Atlanta, from Houston? What, what's the difference there, you think? Well, of course, Houston. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> Your hometown. They country. Houston was country, but I loved it. Uh, uh-huh. this, is, this is different. I got some super, super educated contestants. Mm-hmm. Not that Houston wasn't, but this one, 
I just feel a little different about Chocolate City. They bring it. They ball it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We've always heard good things about Chocolate City. So we're going to see. Again, uh, season five of Ready to Love premieres on OWN at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. And our very own Thomas Miles is there the you host. go. Not Nephew Tommy. Thomas Miles. If y'all don't get Nephew Tommy on this show soon, it's going to be a damn problem. I can feel it. <laughs> All right. All right. Congratulations, Nephew. Coming up next, more Nephew with the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is, I've been faking it and got caught. Mm, not what you think. Not what you think. We'll get into it in just a bit. But right now, it is time for the nephew and the prank phone call. What you got for us, Nep? Hmm? You've been wearing my clothes. You've been wearing my clothes. Really? Yeah, that's it. Come on, Cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to uh I'm trying to reach uh Wilson. Yeah, this is Wilson. Hey, you 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 own the cleaners over on right? Yeah, that's me. How may I help you? How, how long y'all been over there? How, how many how many years y'all been over there on the uh, on Man, we've been here for we been here about 15 years, man. I've been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. How may I help you? Uh, now you you the only uh, my name Donnie man I'm sorry my name Donnie. Donnie you is you the nice, you nice uh, you, you all you always been the owner there man I started this thing what about 15 years ago got all my own equipment everything we do everything in house so you ain't got to worry about going nowhere you drop your clothes off here I make sure we take care of everything right here in house man okay okay mm-hmm. well, l- listen man the reason why I call I, see I've been uh I've been I, I actually been bringing my clothes to you for about a year now my name my name is Donnie oh you have Donnie Donnie huh? I, I don't, I don't remember. Well, I, I know I would be coming here. I know your face though. Yeah, I, yeah. I you, 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 you probably know me when you see me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably, you probably know me when you see. Me. But listen, uh, here's here where I had a problem. And I came in uh, about last week. Sometime I came in. I think it was last Thursday. I came in to get my clothes. I had dropped off, and uh, now, now I had brought some clothes probably about three weeks before that. Uh huh. And and when I got home, uh, three you know, like I said, three weeks. When I got home with that with them clothes, I realized I was missing a shirt. Mm. And uh, and I was like, I don't I don't know where my shirt at. I couldn't find. So now, just last week when I came back to pick up some clothes, mm-hmm. now and, and this what 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 you know, I don't want to raise no no havoc in your in your store or nothing. But what what I looked when I looked at you, you was actually the person that took my money and gave me gave me my clothes. Mm-hmm. But when I when I looked closer at you, I realized you. You you act you actually had on my shirt. What? No. You had I I had to go on and count to ten. I went on out to my car and I said I'm not gonna wait and calm down. But you was actually standing there giving me my clothes, <laughs> but you had on my shirt too. No, you bro, you could have counted to twenty. You you ain't seen me in your shirt. I mean, what? 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 what have your clothes? Did you ever left your clothes up here longer than thirty days? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, what, is, what, is, what is you saying? If, if people leave their stuff longer than 30 days, you start wearing it? No, no, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm, I, I ain't wore nobody's shirt. Let, let's uh, no, no, straight. no, no, let's no. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on, Donnie. We quit all this lying about you. You ain't wore nobody's shirt because you still had mine well, on. L- listen, let me tell you something, man. I mean, I work every day. I work hard. And I buy my own I buy my own shirt. I mean, I ain't got to wear nobody's shirt. As a matter of fact, I was just saying because you said 
that that you felt like I had on your shirt. I, I ain't want nobody's shirt, but okay, well, you, you well, I got a missing, to come in there. But the only time something come missing is if it's been here thirty days. We don't. I mean, we ain't we ain't taking nobody clothes. Right, but listen, I got a friend. He bring his stuff over there too. And he tell me he had some pants missing, and he and he come in there one day and swear he think you had his pants on. Who is it? He lied. Let, let me tell you. Hold on. Bro. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't well, you know. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Who you are? Made an outfit out of clothes. You got my shirt on and his pants on. This is ridiculous, man. Are you is you creating your own wardrobe with people's stuff? Look, hold, hold, hold on. Let me tell you something, man. I done told you I don't wear nobody else's shirt. Don't call me insult my integrity. Tell me I don't want somebody else's shirt. I don't have to wear your shirt. I got well, my own shirt. What kind of cleaners you got, man? That you clean people's stuff, but then you wear it around the cleaners. I don't have to wear a thing or nobody around no cleaners. I got my own. You have you? You must not been up here yourself. Do you see the uniforms we wear up here? That's how you know my name. Say Wilson on my uniform, man. I know it say Wilson on it, but why well, is you, ain't you seen me wearing other people's stuff, Mister Wilson? Look here, man. Look here. I'm I'm a Christian, bro. Listen, I'm trying to do the right thing. I don't appreciate nobody calling me. Now, you can tell you, you you can inquire, and we can get this fixed. You know, figured out. But you don't call here saying that you seen me wearing I'm going to let the shirt go. Yeah? I'm going to let the shirt go. I don't care go. what the hell you do with the Nah, nah, Mr. Will. That's what I'm going to do with you. If I come in there, if I come in there one more time and see you with one of my shirts on, then guess what? I'm going to tear it off for you and I'm going to beat your at your store. Let <laughs> tell you what. You bring your bad down here. Come on down here. Let me get... It ain't a thing in a drugstore gonna kill you quick and I will about coming in here trying to bother me about a shirt. Well, you need to quit wearing people's stuff then. I ain't got to wear no other clothes, boy. Soon. But that's what you're doing. You up in there, you got on my shirt and got my boy pants on. I tell you what, let me tell you something. Before I open this cleaner, I'm from the penitentiary. And when you talk, when you call somebody a lie, you better rather back it up. I'm already right, come look, up in there. This ain't where you look, 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 man. You keep wearing everybody's clothes in there. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you what God love me. I'm telling you the truth. If you come up here with some, you need to call your mama and let her know it's gonna be some snot slinging and flower bringing. Cause just like that shirt you say you missing, you gonna be missing too. You come up here bothering about a shirt. You gonna get your butt beat if I keep finding out you wearing people's stuff. Look at Wilson. Don't don't get your butt beat up on. on you hear me? I tell you what, you need to get off my phone. I, boy, this baby, this, this time when I'm, I'm wearing his shirt. You is wearing my shirt, and you wearing my friend's pants. Man, you, look, bro, look, Donnie McClurkin, I don't, Donnie, whoever you, I don't know who Donnie you are, but don't call him no more, man. I don't even want your business, man. You don't even have to, don't bring your shirt. As a matter of fact, what's your life? I'm going to look your smile up. Any day, any money you don't spend, I'm going to give it back to you. I don't need your money either, man. I don't need this I got one more thing to say to you as you listening to me. What? You ain't got a thing to say to me. I do have something I need to say to you. You're thieving, shirt wearing. I do have something I need to say to you. As you listening. What? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy. Who? <laughs> hey, Mr. Wilson. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> boy, that ain't... Say, say, bro, you can't... Hey, we're in a reception. You can't call nobody talking to him like that, man. <laughs> boy, y'all some food, man. Well, I'm going to go somewhere and sit down, man. I'm going to have to drink me some teaspoon of vinegar or something. <laughs> <laughs> got my blood pressure. God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had to be some.
my line, man, because I ain't want nobody a shirt, man. <laughs> hey, man, I got to ask you, man. I got to tell me y'all got us on in the, in the, in the, inside the cleaners in the morning. Tell me this. What is? What is the baddest radio show in the land? You already know the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wearing clothes, how was that? How was that? <laughs> <laughs> the naked truth. It was cool. It's the naked truth. All right, Sing, man. You're the king of pranks. What can we say? <laughs> the way king. you, you know, you get them to do Sir, what they do. Yeah. How do I? How do I? How do I get this name changed? How do I become Sir Thomas? Sir is a drop down from King. Just want you to know that. Oh, so can I do Sir King Thomas? Hey, stupid people don't know that, though. Shut up, boy. <laughs> How do I get this name? <laughs> you do know Sir is a drop down from King. <laughs> well, can I be Sir King? Oh, you want to drop down and then go back up? Yes. Boy. King Sir Thomas. Yes. <laughs> Sir Thomas. Oh, man. King really Thomas. Hmm. King Thomas. How do I get this name changed? Lord. See, it don't it don't it don't really sound right to you, do it? How about Lord How about Thomas? Lord, Lord Thomas. Lord Thomas. I like, I that. like that. Who Lord. do you know? <laughs> Finna call his dumb ass Lord. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with me being Lord. Lord uh-uh. Thomas. Boy. What's wrong with that? Boy, it sounds good. many times as we have to go to the Lord. Okay. <laughs> you will not be a reference point <laughs> to my troubled times and days. All Lord right. Thomas. Thank you, nephew. King of it. pranks. We'll just keep that. Coming up next, the strawberry letter for today. The subject, I've been faking it and got caught. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com. Could be your letter we're reading on the air. (laughs) That's for you, Jay. You never know. It could be yours, right? (laughs) You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I've been faking it and got caught. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 47-year-old single man, and I moved to Atlantic City recently, and I share a home with my elderly uncle. He has always been like a father to me, so what's his is mine, and vice versa. He has always had the flashy cars and nice suits, and he still wears a huge diamond pinky ring. His wife died a year ago, so he's adjusting to the single life since he's a young 72 years old. It's great living with him, and although I am a grown man, I still learn a lot from him. I started taking care of his cars for him, so I'm in a different car every day. He has two, and his wife drove an Escalade. Being new in town, I was focused on meeting a nice lady to settle down with. I'm recently divorced, and I hate being single. I was out running errands last month, and I parked next to a fine young lady, and she watched me as I got out of the car, so I doubled back to say hello to her. She complimented me on the Escalade and said it's her dream car. I told her I'd pick her up later for dinner in it. It was just that easy. I had a date with a fine 34-year-old woman. I continued to see her, and I was always in a different car. She was hooked. 
and although I knew she was attracted to the nicer things, I was trying to make her like me, like me just as much. One day I was out with my uncle and she called and asked me to bring her a bag of potatoes. I would do anything this woman wanted at this point, at that point, so I, I, I could keep her. My uncle and I swung by her place and she came out to the bins and leaned in. My uncle told her that he was very happy that I'm living with him while I got on my feet and found a job. The disappointment showed in her face and she has stopped taking my calls. Did I dodge a bullet or should I keep pursuing her? Well, I got to say this. <laughs> You're mad at your uncle right about now, aren't you, for snitching on you? You That's should be. That's what uncles do. That's exactly what he did. You had a really good thing I going with this I take a fist to that statement, Tony. Go ahead. <laughs> I was wondering if you heard that, Steve. You had a really good thing going with this young lady, and then Unc pulled the curtain all the way back. I, I think he sees what you're doing, and he's tired of it, and, and things have just come to a head. This was his way of telling you to be a man, get your stuff together. You you never mentioned in the letter, are you even trying to get a job? Because that's where your focus should be right now. Uh, you can't live off your uncle forever. And yes, what you saw in her face was shock because she realized that you weren't the man she thought you were. You were lying and stunting and your uncle just busted you out. So don't try to make her out to be a gold digger or anything, talking about did you dodge a bullet. Uh, no, that's not that's not the case. She's not the bad guy. You did this to yourself. Women don't like liars. That's all. You should have been real with her. Steve? Yeah, okay. Well, this is going to be an interesting letter because uh, I have a different take here of this. <laughs> this idiot mess right here. So let me take you down into the other places of my mind. And what I read when I read the letter, I've been faking it and I got caught. Dear Stephen Shirley, now I'm a, as I read the letter, I'm going to give you the thoughts I was having as I was reading the letter. And it, I had these thoughts more and more as I went on because I'm very confused. First, first of all, I'm a 47-year-old single man and I moved to Atlantic City. We very rarely get letters from 47-year-old men. That's for starters right there. I share a home with my elderly uncle, and he's always been like a father to me. And here's where it gets tricky right off the bat. So what's his is mine and vice versa. He has always had the flashy cars and nice suits. And here's the first thing. He still wears a huge diamond pinky ring. I noticed right away that he's attracted to things also. And now he impressed with his uncle because he wears a huge pinky diamond ring. A lot of little things matter to this dude writing this letter. Mm -hmm. His wife died a year ago, so he's adjusted to the single life since he's a young 72 years old. Here's another statement. It's great living with him. And although I'm a grown man, well, right there, dog. <laughs> uh, hard to say it's great living with somebody in your ass is 47. I still learn a lot from him. And that's a true statement. Here's another statement that sticks out. I started taking care of his cars for him. 
So I'm in a different car every day. He has two. <laughs> Excuse me. He has two. And his wife drove an Escalade. Now, being new in town, I was focused on meeting a nice lady to settle down with. Okay. I'm recently divorced, and I hate being single. I was out running errands last month, and I parked next to a fine young lady, and she watched me as I got out the car, so I doubled back to say hello. She complimented me on the Escalade and said it's her dream car. Where y'all stay now? <laughs> Excuse me while I have a moment. I'm not flexing or acting bougie. The oh, law of attraction on. is at work. I will share. Go ahead. Hold on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's strawberry letter subject I've been faking it and got caught. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I've been faking it and got caught. And the name of this letter I've discovered should be Mm -hmm. Small People Like Small Things. Because this is what I'm seeing in this letter a lot of. Here's a 47-year-old single man that had to move to Atlantic City and thinks it's great to move in with his uncle. Small people like small things. And so he's been like a father to me, and so we've always considered what's his is his. I mean, what's his is mine, and what's mine is his. He's always had the flashy cars. Now you're going to find out that the Escalade was one of them. He's always had the flashy cars and nice suits, and here's a big one. He still wears a huge diamond pinky ring. Small people like small things. His wife died a year ago. He's just into the single life. He's a young 72 years old. And it's great living with him. Even though I'm a grown man, small people like small things. Boy, don't you see your life in trouble if you're 47 you got to move in with your uncle? Your uncle ain't sick. It's something wrong with you, dog. But you so happy to move in. I still learned a lot from him, so I started taking care of his cars for him. So I'm in a different car every day. He had two, and his wife drove an Escalade. And being new in town, I was trying to focus on this woman. So he goes to this store, and he gets out the car, and he pulls next to this really fine woman. And when he gets down out the truck, he notices her looking at him. He doubles back and speaks to the girl, and she told him, she complimented me on the Escalade and said, it's her dream car. Listen, y'all, I think Escalade trucks is nice myself. I really do. I wouldn't mind owning one. I was in one, uh, rented, uh, you know, got picked up in one other day. I like them. I think they're cold trucks. Mm-hmm. But I, that, that ain't my dream car. Yeah, I want one. But, you know, Not it's okay. You. you can pick up your dreams, though. You can uh-huh. want something else, but I like Escalades. I do want to say that. Cadillac Escalade, nice truck. I told her I'd pick her up later for dinner in it, and it was just that easy. Small people like small things. I had a date with a fine 30-year-old woman, and I continued to see her, and it was always in a different car. Y'all ain't got but two, though. You just said that. That uncle got two cars. You know, every time she saw me, I was in a different car. She was hooked, and although I knew she was attracted to the nicer things, 
Listen to me. Small people like small things, dog. I was trying to make me make her like me as much. Here we go. One day I was out with my uncle and she called and asked me to bring her a bag of potatoes. What? <laughs> that line got me too. Me, dog. What? <laughs> you was out. She called and asked you to bring her a bag of potatoes. Fellas, how many times all the women you dated just Never. backtrack, fellas. Never. How many times has a woman called you and Never. asked you to bring her a bag of potatoes? Never. Never. No. Never. Never. Where do y'all stay, man? Bring them something to eat, up, but not a Dog, bag of potatoes. Bring me a bag of yeah. potatoes. No. Dog, I read that. I went, we need to stop this letter right here. <laughs> I would do anything this woman wanted at this point, yep. Even swing by and get a bag of potatoes. So I could keep it. My uncle and I swung by her place. Now, he done took her uncle with him. <laughs> with the, he got these potatoes. That's a bad move right there. So they swing by with the potatoes. Potatoes in the back seat. Now, you brought your homie with you that's 72 years old. You in your homie car. And you got these potatoes in the back. And you probably had to borrow the money from your uncle to buy the damn potatoes. She comes out to the car. Now, here's the other thing. Who pull up at somebody's house, blow the horn, and they come out to get a sack of potatoes? <laughs> y'all, y'all don't see what's... This letter's a damn disaster. Small people like small things. Oh, my God. Toot, toot. Uh, hey. Evelyn. Yes. Evelyn. Huh? I got the potatoes. I'm, I'm coming out. I'm on my way. Yeah, we got them. You got them? Bring your brother with you. It's a 20 pound bag. Okay. <laughs> so she came out to the bins and leaned in. Now they got a bins now. My uncle told her he was very happy that I'm living with him while I got on my feet and found a job. The disappointment showed on her face. She stopped taking my calls. Did I dodge a bullet or should I keep pursuing her? Let me play some D dog. You can quit calling her. Yeah. Yeah. She done found out that ain't your Benz. That ain't your Escalade. She done found out you ain't working. And you probably didn't bring the right bag of potatoes. She bought white. She wanted red. You bought these damn Idaho potatoes with all these spuds on. Who brings a woman spuds on these damn baked potatoes? All right, Steve. Stupid ass letter. Thank you. Leave your comments on today's Strawberry Letter. On Instagram and Steve Harvey FM, and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Up next. Can you bring me a box of rice? Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, it is time for Sports Talk. What you got? Yeah, pimping is Friday, man. Got to get these picks in. Hey, man, what did I do last week, Junior? Ten and six, pimping. Good week, man. Ten and oh, six. Oh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't no, bad. It wasn't no, bad. Man, but it's going to get better this week. Watch me. Let's go. Here we go, man. Vikings at the Panthers. Who you got? Ooh, that's going to be rough, man. But I'm going to go with the Panthers. Okay. Mm. Dolphins at Jaguars. Oh, no. I thought the Jaguars was going to get a win, and they... Well, they did get, I have the Jaguars one. 
Uh, no, I think they got a game. No, they don't have a win, Pippin. This is the surprise of the week, Jaguars. <laughs> now, nah, hold up. I forgot. Their coach is dancing with strippers. Hold up. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. I got to work that through my mind. I don't know. He's going to be able to coach good. Dance with go. all them old white women on camera. Go ahead. Packers at the Bears, Pippin. Packers at the Bears. Well, mm. nice game the other day, Packers. I mean, Bears, but it's mm. over. Here come Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Bengals versus the Lions. Oh, man, the Bengals. I'm so mad at them for winning, but they lost. But the Lions ain't doing good. And I hate the Bengals with everything in me because they're in the same division as the Browns. Uh-huh. But they're going to whoop Detroit ass, though. Now, and I sure hope I'm wrong about that. Okay. We already know this for Texas versus the Colts. Now, man, the Texans, man, had a shot. Mm-hmm. They had it. They played some good ball, man. But again, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, yeah. Let's go, go you know. Go ahead. I don't want to okay, say then. Rams versus Giants. Rams versus the Giants. I'm gonna have to go with the Rams, man. They ain't doing no doubt in that one. Chiefs versus Washington, and the Chiefs is two and three, man. Who would thought that? Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, they didn't figure some things out, but Washington ain't going to be able to beat the Chiefs this week. Yeah, Chargers versus the Ravens. Oh, that's going to be a rough one, man. Mm-hmm. Take out a defense up there in uh, in Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens. Ravens, Cardinals versus the Browns. Oh, man, I love Kyler Murray, but I'm sick of this mess. I got to go with my dudes. I'm Cleveland, man. I don't live Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Raider, Raiders versus the Broncos. Oh, Broncos. We got in trouble at the Raider camp. They ain't got no coach. <laughs> Cowboys versus the Patriots. Cowboys. Okay, and the Seahawks versus the Steelers. Seahawks. There it is. Week six picks. Then we got to be in yeah, All right. that's it. Got four Damn. teams, got six teams on bias this week. All right, bye week start. Man, my segment getting shown and shown. <laughs> Thank you guys. Coming up at the top top of the hour, comedy roulette. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time. It is time for comedy roulette. Come on, Jay, set this one up quickly, please. It is so simple. You take three subjects, put those three subjects on a wheel. Where it stop, we'll make it funny. Watch us do it. We do it every week. Do it. All right. Here are the subjects. Uh, things you think you forgot when you go on a trip. Okay. Yeah. Things a real jealous person would say. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And the last one, things people say that they think are not racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spun it, spun it, Shirley, spun it. (laughs) Let's spin the wheel. Let's go. Oh. (laughs) All right, it stopped on things a real jealous person would say. All right, here we go. Here we go. Comedy roulette. Things. Okay, okay, you want to do things people say no, no. that they... Uh, no, which one do you want to do? Sorry. I'll do whatever. Come on, what is it again? Okay. <laughs> things a real jealous person would say. Comedy roulette. Things a real jealous person would say. Oh, so you just humming for nothing. You just walk around the house humming. 
What you humming about? That's what I need to know. What's all this humming going on in here? <laughs> yeah. Things a jealous person would say. I mean, man, you got two dogs? You only really need one. Why you got two? <laughs> it's man's best friend, not man's best friends. <laughs> That's jealousy right there. <clears throat> Things a real jealous person would say. You know what? When I had hair, it looked better than that. Oh, my hair. <laughs> it, looked, uh, it looked better than that right there, dog. <laughs> Things a real jealous person would say. Come on, Steve. I don't like the way a new car smells. <laughs> That's, some hate. That's some hate on top of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't like that? Yeah. Things, yeah. <laughs> things a real jealous person would say. Oh, uh, y'all going out of town? Uh huh. Y'all going to Paris? Uh, ain't much to do over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ain't never been, though. Yeah. 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 Things a real jealous person would say, man, I mean, I really like your house, man. It's nice and all, but why you really don't need the pool. I mean, woo, you can't even swim. Yeah. Why would you even get that? Yeah. All that yeah. water bill going to be high. Yeah. Things a real jealous person would say, he got family feud. So, I got ready to love. Ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't it? That sound... That's sounds good. Promote your show. You're too close, homie. It's series yeah, premiere man. tonight. Let me, let me cross mine out. <laughs> well, let me piggyback that. <laughs> Things a real jealous person would say. <laughs> so, damn, you ain't got but one TV show? It's getting ugly. We throwing rocks now. <laughs> things a real jealous person would say. You right, Steve. I got two TV shows. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, come on, Junior boy. <laughs> things a real jealous person would say. How you host ready to love? <laughs> oh, oh we throwing real rocks. <laughs> Oh, this one made That's a okay, turn. Yeah. This one's gotten ugly. Oh, it's uh, turn now. Yeah, this a road. This the last one. Uh, uh, yeah, Tommy, then you hurry. Yeah. Things a real jealous person would say, mine really that big, it just happened to be wet right now. I'm coming in this really. <laughs> All right, close it out, Steve. <laughs> what is happening? Things real jealous people would say. This is Junior talking now. (laughs) Man, don't nobody want no TV show. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Coming up more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after. Comedy (laughs) roulette turned into comedy roast. Comedy (laughs) ain't fun. Oh, that was fun. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, Megan the Stallion is bringing the heat to Popeyes. Megan has teamed up with Louisiana-based Popeyes chicken chain to offer a new, it's called Hottie Sauce. Uh, look for the Hottie Sauce to start popping up at Popeyes next Tuesday. She will also have a line of goodies inspired by Popeyes. The collection is called The Heat, and it will feature bikinis, long sleeve shirts, hats, oh. tumblers, and chicken tender dog toys. 
Uh, so Jay, you can buy all of Meg's merchandise at thehottiesauce.com. All right, thehottiesauce.com. Bring the dirty rice back. <laughs> Damn, come on, huh? Why they you know take how much that? You love Megan the Stallion. So the dirty rice. All these items are available at Popeyes at her mm-hmm. on her website, thehottiesauce.com. So you get but, the chicken at Popeye, but you, but you can get the hot get sauce. The her hot sauce, the, the merch you can get on her website. Online, the hot right, sauce right. you can get at Popeye's. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just have the chicken and be waiting on her hot sauce. As long as I can get it. <laughs> go online to get the hot I mean, sauce. Come on. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm gonna take the chicken home and wait four days for him. <laughs> 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 but that's good. She's branching out. Yeah, she's yeah. she's branding oh, man, herself. I love and... to see people do, do that, mm-hmm. man. Create diversity. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, let me just throw a couple of facts out at you. Uh, I think we talked about this yesterday with Bobby Brown. Uh, during COVID, there was an 82% increase in domestic violence cases. Uh, domestic violence is one of the most chronically underreported crimes. And intimate partner violence is the number one issue on both college campuses and in the LGBTQ community. Those are some facts that you may not know. This is a hard subject to talk about, but October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And for the past 16 years, the Alma Domestic Violence Foundation has sought to educate, empower, and celebrate survivors of domestic violence and help them achieve economic self-sufficiency. Well, you can help now. You can help by joining me tomorrow in the Alma Foundation's annual Walk a Mile in Their Shoes 5K Run and One Mile Walk. It is taking place in Atlanta. All the proceeds benefits victims of domestic violence. And for more information, you can visit almadvf.org slash our events. I would love to see you there. I'll be there. And uh, just come on out. And uh, it's for a great cause. Like I said, it's one of the most underreported crimes uh, there is. People don't like to talk about it. It's not a pretty subject, but it's happening and it's out there. So, what, what did you what did you say, Shirley, about college campuses, though? Um, intimate partner violence is the number one issue on both college wow. campuses and in the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I one mean, of the reasons is it doesn't get reported past the college. It might right. get reported to the college dean right. or the whatever. It, Especially those like, private colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really yeah, don't like right. to report that. They yeah. don't report it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is... <clears throat> Like I said, it's not a pretty subject. We we don't like to talk about it, but October is Domestic Violence Month. And 82% increase in domestic violence cases during this COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. So, <sighs> wow. Mm. You know, we can do something about it. Again, go to the almadvf.org website, almadvf.org slash our events and get more information on the walk tomorrow. In Atlanta. I got a baby girl about to go off to college, man. Yeah. Finna, yes. We finna have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, mean just the, no the, the, <laughs> the facts no. are just And you should Boy, <laughs> I'm not going to be mm-hmm. no good with that one now. <clears throat> you yeah. cannot put your hands on one of my daughters. No. 
Yeah, we, we just have to stop. I mean, it's all around. And there are men being abused, you know, children who are raised in these abusive families, right. you know, uh, where violence occurs. It's not good for the kids. It, it, you know, it's just so many levels of domestic violence, and we have to be aware of it and try and do something about it as much as we can. Coming up, it is our last break of the day, and at 49 minutes after the hour, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day, last break of the week on this Friday. Been a good and interesting week. I I still can't believe William Shatner is 90 years old. Yeah. Oh, he's 90? Yeah, he's 90 years old, the oldest man that's ever gone to space. He just wasted a day. Wasn't yeah, you a little boy when week. you was watching him? You're right. See, <laughs> you know, man, Star we Trek. forget. Star Trek. Uh-huh. We but forget. 90, Steve? 90. Yeah, but we forget. We forget. Because yeah, I, he carry you know, as a listen to me. My wife's makeup artist told her in a conversation, I didn't know Mr. Harvey had hair. Oh, before well, the you, ball? I thought you were just born ball. <laughs> no, but see, listen to me, man. <laughs> When I was on TV, uh-huh. you know, I'm, she was eight. And some of them have never seen those shows. They've you know, never seen mm-hmm. some of them. She never saw know. that. Right. All she knew of was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, she was eight. I didn't have no hair. It's crazy, man. Hey, let me share something with y'all in closing remarks today. And I'm bringing this up because I had a very, very interesting conversation with a young man. Uh, yesterday and we were talking and he said uh, OG I need some advice I said alright man I got you what, what's going on and he would presented to tell me about this problem he had but in the description of the problem the problem kept growing because he kept talking about the future he kept talking about Well, and the reason I'm making this decision is because in January, if this don't pan out, what I'm supposed to do. And then he said, I'm responsible for this amount of money, and if that don't work out, what I'm going to do. And then he said, if he buys something now, It's going to cause him not to be able to buy something in January. Then in May, he won't be able to do this and then another. And he just kept talking to me. And when he got through talking, I said, young man, I said, man, let me me help help you with understanding something. You're putting a load on your plate that you're not built to carry. You're putting a load on your back that you're not built to carry. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, the future. You keep bringing the future into the present, which ain't even here yet, and we're not built for that. See, God didn't build us to overly concern ourselves and bring the problems of tomorrow into our day. Because tomorrow's not promised. You don't know what's going to happen by January or March or May. And so all these projections you have and all of them being negative, what if this don't happen, I don't happen, da 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 you've brought something into your day that you don't even have the ability to cope with. 
that's why the Lord's Prayer specifically says, give us this day our daily bread. It says that because what you need is the power to get through today. He said, yeah, but you're OG, I'm a planner though. I have to make forecasts and foresee the money and things like that. I said, bro, we all planners like that. I say, you know, listen to me, man. The Bible even says a man without a dream or a vision shall perish. But see, you still got to do what the Lord's prayer says. Give us this day our daily bread. What you need is the strength, the courage, the wisdom, and understanding to make decisions for today that may impact your future, but you're making them today. You can't impact your future with the future talk. Well, you, you got to have something you're doing about it today. I said, young man, you are beating yourself up and you are bringing some worry on you that you're not built for. I say, we, the human being, is built for today, the present. You are not built to worry about the future. You don't have the capacity for that. Why are you worrying about next summer? You, you got to finish today. Today is big. And, to, and let me tell you how God made it so fair for us. He knew that today was so much, he even broke it up into two-day parts. He gave us day and he gave us night. Because he knew one of them day parts, we needed a break. Man, let me, man, let me go. Let me let you go get some sleep so you wake up and do this again. Because what I'm finna put on you and what life is going to put on you today is enough for you to handle. The Lord's Prayer says it. Give us this day our daily bread. But if you're going to take January, March, next summer, and bring that into your day today, you're overloading your system. You're beating yourself up. He said, oh, gee, how you know this? I said, because I used to do it. I did it for years, worrying about the future. He said, man, but you got to plan, though. I say, planning and worrying is two different things. But every plan I have is something that I can set into motion today. Now, do I have a dream and vision to start some things? Yes, but I can't start them until I start them, dog. What you tripping on that for? You're overloading yourself. Folks, if you're one of those people that are overloading yourself with the what if and the what might happen and playing it off like that, you're overloading yourself. If you would stop and ask God in the Lord's Prayer to give us this day our daily bread, that would be sufficient enough. And let tomorrow come and then deal with tomorrow when it get here. Watch how that, watch how that makes your life a lot smoother. Those are my closing remarks. I hope you got something from it. I hope he got something from it. I spent a lot of time talking to him. Me off. Those are my <laughs> See y'all. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 